This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a new episode of the Good Old Podcast. I'm Jackie Franchuli for Wahoo's 24-7, and we're days away from Virginia kicking off their next ACC game against Duke. The Blue Devils and the Cavaliers will square off at Wallace Wade Stadium starting at 7.30 p.m. And the game will be televised across regional sports networks. If you want to know which network the game will show in your area, just head over to wahoos247.com. And there will be a story posted saying, how can you watch live, um, stream, and listen to the game? You can check out the links so that you know where to watch the game. Right now, Duke is coming in as the three-point favorite over Virginia. And much of that is due to UVA's lack of success on the offense. So let's cut right to the chase and let's talk a little bit about the ins and outs of this game. First off, of course, the main topic is always which Virginia offense is going to show up. The one that we saw in the first and second quarter against Syracuse or the one that we saw in the third quarter against Syracuse, the one that can move the ball well, the one that moved the chains, the one that was able to establish a run game. So that is the big question when it comes to UVA. And Virginia head coach Tony Elliott said that he admits when he came to Virginia and they were adjusting to this new scheme, he did not think it would take this long for his players to adjust. I didn't realize and I don't think the staff realized how drastic drastic of a transition it was, you know, from the system. And, you know, Coach and I and those guys do a great job, but they do their system different than what we're used to. So there's a lot of things that we're having to teach that we have to, you know, we have to back off and, and, and go as they can absorb it. And so now, you know, what you're seeing is, okay, hey, let's just, you know, get the ball in the hands of the guys, you know, and let them go make a play as we progress and build and install, you know, what it is we want to have uh, for, the, for the future. One of the things uh, systematically, you know, um, when you are trying to want to run the football, you got to practice that way. So in practice, you know, say we have eight plays for a rack, right? And we may have four runs, four passes, whereas some places they may throw it six times and only run it twice. So it puts a little bit more premium on being precise uh, in everything. You know, talk to the O-line, you got to be an efficient run blocker. you got to be an efficient pass protector. You just can't be a one-trick one pony kind of guy, right? As a receiver, like you might get five targets as opposed to ten targets. So I got to I got to be efficient in my route running. I got to catch the ball because the opportunities uh, may not be as rampant as it was before. 
But at the same time, we're trying to move the football. We're still trying to score points. We just believe that being able to do both at a high level helps us as a program and as a team. We're just not clicking right now. We're trying to figure out timing-wise, everything, protection-wise, me getting the ball out of my hand, what really works best for us in the passing game. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think once it finally clicks, it'll, all, it'll, be, it'll be good. But, you know, a lot of teams are had respect for us. Now they're just coming up with no respect for us in the passing game because they just seen the past four games. So we got to put respect – got to get respect back and uh, – you know, just start making plays in all reality, start making plays. I think it's starting to come together. It is a transition. It's a change. You know, we're, we're, uh, we're challenging Brennan uh, to throw on rhythm, which is a little bit different than what he's used to. He's used to kind of sitting back there and uh, being able to let things unfold. And uh, some of the things we're asking him to do is to, is to throw on rhythm. Um, we're asking the guys to, to read coverage and, and be able to make some adjustments. And uh, with that, it takes a little bit of time uh, and chemistry and cohesion. Brennan Armstrong is absolutely right. No defense respects UVA's offense. Not the offense that's been playing on the field currently. They don't expect the passing game more specifically. And that's because right now, they haven't been able to move the chains consistently in that passing game. That's something that we've talked about a couple times on this podcast. However, on the ground, Virginia has been doing well, especially what we saw against Syracuse and especially after Justice Johnson came in at center because of his bigger body, he was able to hold up a little bit more and he actually graded pretty well on pro football focus for his blocking. Now, (coughs) when you look at Duke and what they can do um, on the defensive side of the ball, they actually struggle against the pass a little bit more than their run defense. So against two opponents this year, Northwestern, they allowed 435 yards in the air. And more recently, Kansas, they allowed 324 yards in the air, but they also allowed 213 yards on the ground. Kansas had a nice balanced performance against the Blue Devils last weekend. What does this mean for Virginia? Well, Virginia is coming into this game averaging 169.8 yards on the ground. So this is a game where their ground game can really be effective against Duke in a way, but this is also you consider if the weather is great, if the weather isn't as windy or isn't as rainy, then possibly they can get a good passing game going. And I mean those short passes. Again, we've seen through the graphs that we illustrated on Monday that right now Brennan, especially against Syracuse, struggled for some longer throw. And that's just because of timing. We talked about this. His timing is a little bit off with being so pressured and not having trust with those guys in the O-line. We've dived into that a lot. So in this game, a passing game could get going if the weather situation isn't as bad as many thought earlier in the week. And again, that's all reliant on where tropical – at that point, I believe it will be tropical storm or tropical depression, Ian – is going to be in relation to the game if it's already been passed over. Um, it looks like he, the storm might be past that area at that point. Again, the storm has changed directions a couple times since you know the last time we talked about it on the podcast. So that's going to be the big factor because Virginia's had ten turnovers, ten turnovers this season in a dome and not weather related situations so obviously they really need to focus on ball security if there is going to be a downpour if there is going to be wet balls out there and granted you're saying well jackie duke's having the same thing they've only had two turnovers this season and then we're going to dive into the defense 
the defensive side of preview in a little bit. But right now, that is the the key right now is ball security for Virginia's offense. They've had 10 turnovers this season, the team in general, and the team has had 31 penalties. Those things will not help you in a close game, in a weather close game like this one against Duke. But we're, we're, kind, of, we're, we're kind of going around in circles. First, let's go back to the Virginia offense and what they need to do. So obviously play a clean game. I'm expecting them to run the ball, that especially with what the weather looks like, but also because that's right now, they want to move the chains or just be ahead of the chains. That's that's exactly what they need to do is run the ball. They have the talent and with Justice Johnson, Justice Johnson under at center, they seem to be a little bit better run blocking team there. They also need to get better in third downs. And the good news for Virginia is Duke's defense is not good on preventing third downs. So right now, Virginia is 118th in the country in third down conversions, while the Blue Devils are last in third down D in the ACC. So again, the matchups are there for Virginia's offense and this Duke defense. So the matchups are there, which is why on paper right now, this is a good matchup for Virginia's offense. But honestly, like we can talk about what we expect on Virginia's offense. And we know what the keys are there. We know they need to be ball security. We need we know that, you know, Armstrong um, needs to make good decisions in this game. It's not about winning every single play. It's about moving on to the next play without damaging yourself too much. So throwing away balls instead of getting sacked. So those are the type of decisions that we'll be watching. But honestly, the big matchup is also going to be on the other side of the ball. And that's what we're going to talk about when we get back. We're going to talk about the biggest key of the game is actually Duke's offense versus Virginia's defense. We'll talk about the big key to the game coming up in a few seconds. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. And welcome back to the Good Old Podcast. I'm Jack Franchuli for Wahoo's 24-7. And just before the break, I teased that the big key for the game, in my opinion, is actually a battle between Virginia's defense and Duke's offense. Yes, Virginia's offense is going to have their own keys of the game, like keeping the ball secure and not having many turnovers. But at the end of the day, the big battle for me is going to be in the trenches, and it's going to be, again, between Duke's offensive line and Virginia's pass rush. I think that is going to be the biggest battle of the day and will honestly determine the winner at the end of the day. So why do I think that? Well, first, when I mentioned before the break how Virginia has shot themselves in the foot a few times this year, they've had a number of penalties and they've turned over the ball 10 times, 10 times. That is not a winning recipe. 
that is the reason why they're heading into this game without an ACC win and at a two and two record because they've left plenty of opportunities in the field. Duke is in their situation where they've only lost one game because they do not shoot themselves on the, in the foot. Right now, it's one of those things where the team will not, the Duke's team will not blow you away statistically, but what they will do is they won't shoot themselves in the foot. Right now, they've only had two turnovers on the year, and they've had an effective and efficient offense, especially when it comes to their passing game, because right now we talk about the issues on Virginia's offensive line, protecting Brendan Armstrong. It is the opposite situation for Duke, where their offensive line leads the ACC in pass protection. So right now, Duke's offensive line surrendered an ACC low of four sacks, while the Cavaliers lead the ACC with 14 sacks. This is why I think this is the main battle going into Saturday night. This is going to be the keys to the game. Quarterback Riley Leonard has been protected well by this offensive line. And kind of like what I said early on in the first half of the show, if there's any sort of condition where a passing game can get going, you're betting that Duke is able to move the ball in the air better than Virginia because that's what we've seen so far. Um, so that is going to be a big test for this Duke offense because I don't think they face a pass rush like Virginia's yet. Cam Butler, Chico Bennett, what you also get from this defense is the way John Radziski's defense works is that even the guys in the secondary really complement the guys up front to provide the pressure on the quarterback. So when the quarterback's getting their second look, there's, there's also that rush there. So I don't, I, that is one of the biggest battles for me and will determine the winner. So if you're a fan watching, one of the guys to keep an eye on is going to be wide receiver Jalen Calhoun. He leads Duke with 291 yards on 17 catches. He's third in the league in receiving yards. So that's someone to watch. The other thing is their run game. So Duke is coming into Saturday's game with three different players that have rushed for over 200 yards this season. Jalen Coleman, Jordan Waters, and obviously their quarterback, Riley Leonard. All of them are averaging five yards per carry. But in the defense's positive um, is they've been the last two games, they have not allowed a hundred yards from an opponent. Uh, they were able to keep Sean Tucker, one of the best running, running backs in the country right now, to less than hundred yards rushing. So this defense is not the defense that you saw last season. This is not a defense that has some issues stopping the run. So that is going to be. Uh, a good battle to watch. And again, you're you're coming into this game saying, well, Duke's only turnover twice this season. But when you look at this Virginia team, they've been able to force four takeaways in each of the last two games against Power 5 opponents, against Illinois and against Syracuse. So again, it's going to be about which team can keep the ball secure and who can win in the trenches against the Duke offensive line and the Virginia pass rush. So prediction time. Last week, I had to choose Syracuse over Virginia coming into the game. And UVA has won seven straight against Duke. 
They beat Duke last year, 48 to nothing. It was not even a remotely close game, as obviously showed by the scoreline. And and Duke has not won an ACC game since um, Syracuse in 2020. So that means that's 13 straight losses in ACC play for Duke. This was a hard game to choose because of the weather conditions. I am leaning towards Virginia right now just because I am more confident in Virginia's run game. And I'm also more confident in Virginia's defense. Because of UVA's defense, I think they're going to be able to force more turnovers than Duke's defense. I think Virginia is going to be able to run the ball well. They've been able to run the ball well. Uh, in the last few games, actually, apart from Illinois, they've been able to move the chains with their run game. As long as they don't move away too much from that, trying to get past heavy if of bad weather conditions, that I still think that Virginia can edge this win by simply running the ball and with the defense forcing turnovers. So that's where I am right now. I think if this was a sunny game or this was a clear sky game, I would give the edge to Duke, but because right now with the weather looking like there, although it won't possibly be a monsoon as some initially expected early on when this game was, um, when we were talking about this game, maybe on Monday or Tuesday, I still think it might be a little bit wet. So I think that edge will go to Virginia. So right now I still think Virginia is going to be Duke. It'll be a close one. I think the spread of three points that, that Vegas has. I think that's pretty much accurate. I think Virginia will win a close one. I could see them winning by one. So uh, my score prediction when we went on, when I did behind enemy lines for a Duke site on 24 seven was Virginia 21 Duke 20. And I'm going to stick with that right now. Um, I think it'll be a close game. I think there'll be errors on both sides. I think it'll be the first time this season where Duke does have some self-inflicted wounds because of the pressure that Riley Leonard is going to be on by this Virginia defense. So again, I think Virginia will come out on top in a close one on the road against Duke 21 to 20. So thanks again for watching this episode. Uh, we'll be right back here on Monday for our game recap. Talk about what happened against Duke. I will also be in Durham for the game. So just like last week, there will be Tony Elliott press conference videos, Des Kitching press conference videos, John Radzinski press conference video. And of course, if there's any big player interviews as well, that will be posted not only on our YouTube channel, but then we'll have stories dissecting the game and a lot of the other features that we have on Wahoo's 24-7. And then obviously next week we'll be back home. So we have more recruiting coverage coming up because they are expecting some visitor on grounds that weekend. So for me for today, I wish you guys a good rest of your week and I hope you guys have a great weekend too.